Oh, we back for another one, right? <laughs> Bags are packed. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey. It's the night before the cruising If I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming About this weekend, all the fun we about to have As we taking this vacation Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know it's in store Pockets and palm trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please Thank you sir, yes I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing where we going And the good times never end Here's the five more years, drinking beers, running Pierce, thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter and the tears. But we just getting started out here. Give us a holler if you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas. Getting hotter as we go, cones and we united. So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show. I'm your host, Thomas. Tommy, Tom, whatever you want to go with, Casabona. Very, very happy to have you joining me today. Uh, we're going to have some fun. I uh, got a little tough act to follow. I, I know I haven't checked in in a while. It's been a minute because of the fact that, well, by the way, I am on Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. There I do a show every day, uh, but That'll cost you eight bucks a month if you're into that type of thing. If not, I understand. It's cruising. It's other things. It's a lot. Uh, Anyway, so I wanted to kind of just check back in. This is not necessarily going to be the most organized show, but I am going to give you some good stuff, I believe, because I want to cover. I want to cover the celebration. Now we'll see how long we go with the celebration. group cruise that we had on board carnival celebration it was an absolute freaking blast and then i did do a recent spur of the moment and when i say spur of the moment cruise i mean spur of the moment i booked it within two hours when it was final boarding so that was pretty crazy and that was the margaritaville at sea i see a lot of people in comments and stuff kind of poo-pooing this ship and uh spoiler alert i had a freaking great time it was it was phenomenal that that is a ship that honestly you know expectations you got to manage your expectations and then you know what you if you're a real cruise crackhead quote-unquote you're gonna like this cruise it's a good time either way but more important we'll see if we get to that Shout out to Ryan Q. Ryan Q is, uh, you know, we ju- we just I had a crazy busy run up in Long Island. Uh, I'm not in Long Island anymore. That story is also on Patreon if you're interested in that type of thing. But um, yeah, circumstances brought us back down here to the K Compound, and uh, here we are. But uh, before that, I did do the Pirates and Pier Runners Part Three Group Cruise to the lovely. Eastern Caribbean, we did uh, Dominican Republic, we did San Juan, and we did um, uh, St. Thomas, obviously, on what is probably my favorite cruise ship right now. You know, that's such a subjective thing, and it's such a fluid thing, because it kind of goes back and forth. You know, you think about fond memories you have on all these cruise ships, and, uh, you know, hardware-wise, I do believe that the Carnival Celebration is my favorite cruise ship with their list of activities as well. That's some software in there. And most of the staff, most of the crew, uh, you know, I will say, though, there were things to be desired this time. So first and foremost, we'll disclaim this whole thing. Guys, 
it was one of my favorite cruises. It really was. Uh, the cones came out in force. We had a really good crew, and it was a lot of fun. We had a great itinerary, and obviously, as I said, the great ship. But I'll talk about some of the things that I think Carnival is really having issues with and stuff you expect, you know, again, managing your expectations, stuff you expect to encounter when you're on maybe some of Carnival's older ships, but you don't expect to encounter it when you're on its newest ship of the fleet. For now, at least anyway, I know the Jubilee is coming out any minute now, but let's just talk first and foremost. So, yes, it was a race for time to get down there because I had to... uh Take the train. You guys know me. You know my style. You know what I do. Oh, and by the way, I did want to give a shout out to Ryan Q. I, I, I abandoned that thought tangent. Um, uh, his The last episode you guys heard of Always Be Booked was Ryan Q. Um, doing a great job letting you know about his East Coast itinerary that he did on his previous cruise. So I figured I would just maybe sneak one in. But he's great, man. How, how detailed are those uh, reviews and how comprehensive are they? And I got a lot of good feedback on Ryan's show, Solo. And I'm very, very pleased that he kind of, I guess, grabbed the bull by the horns and just you know decided to do that show. I do apologize because it was delayed. Like, he had that thing ready. While I was still at sea, while I was still running around and didn't have access to my desktop, which is where from which I send or post and edit. That was the main thing. The edit was the main thing. Uh, There was a couple of things. And uh, if you did pay attention, you realize I missed one edit. And you know what? Ryan's just smooth. You know what I mean? I do. uh, My edits are like friggin' all over the place throughout the show i'll screw up i'll start cursing into the microphone you'll hear me bang the desk i'll walk away i'll be like sniffling i'll be like whatever ryan screws up and he goes pause composes his notes and then gets right back into it leaves the proper gap from which for me to see that there is an edit necessary make the edit it's great and uh it's funny because yeah it's kind of the opposite with me but i did miss one if you go back and listen to ryan's episode you will hear one area where he says pause and it's great too because if i missed an edit with me doing it it would be it could be problematic but with ryan missing an edit with ryan it's just pause four seconds back into it tight i mean just tight but yeah ryan and i are working now on a time where we're going to be able to get back into the mix and uh i started a new job down here um no reason to think it won't work out you know again i know i've been known to bounce around a little bit so i'm hesitant to be like this is where i'll be for 20 years so we will see uh but yeah i think the schedule's manageable i think the whole scenario is manageable and down here at the cake compound in boca raton florida i think there's good days ahead so excited about that uh by the way Check us out on Facebook. It's the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. It's a group on Facebook. If you want to jump in there and join us and kind of enter uh, enter into the community, that's where you do it. We talk about cruising, obviously, mostly. Some other vacation types, but mostly cruising, travel. Uh, uh, Questions get answered. Relationships develop. Support is given. And it's a great, great, great group. Always be booked. Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. Jump right in and say hi. Um, Instagram, always be booked. Big thing, guys. 
I know this is going to be tough because I haven't had much to talk to you guys about since, well, you haven't had, I should say you haven't had much to talk to me about because of the fact that I haven't been around. But, you know, based on this show, based on any questions you might have, if you ever had a hankering to uh, send me an email, that would be great. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. This is your chance to be a part of the show. We will read your questions, comments, concerns, corrections, all on the air. And uh, please let us know. Be creative with it if you feel like it. Be straightforward with it if you feel like it. Some people take it as a platform. Shout out to Chris Decker. Chris Decker uh, also went on the celebration. Uh, Feel free to send me an email. I heard you had some crazy stories. Would love to hear them, read them, read them on air, and uh, and maybe uh, have a back and forth as a result of that. Uh, I'll say this at the top of the show, too. Um, first of all, people who join Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. We got a lot of juggling around. Now, I don't know if you can work this system on Patreon. I'm not going to look into it. I don't know if there's a scenario where you can kind of join in for the one month and then not get charged and then listen to a bunch of episodes and then uh, sign back up. Guys, this is an $8 a month thing. I'm doing a half-hour show every day. Uh, I would ask if we could just kind of keep the honor system going with that. The canceling, the resubscribing, the checking in, the checking out. Uh, I don't mind, obviously, if you listen for a little while, a couple of months in, three, you know, and, and you get a couple. Of, and then you want to, like, maybe step out a little bit because you had enough for a while and then maybe step back in. I get that. But in general, you know... I, sometimes I'm seeing the same uh, right around the first of the month. I'm seeing certain people uh, bail and then reapply and <laughs> reapply their their payment information. It's kind of weird. Not going to make a big deal about it. But I, I, let me just say this: I do thank and appreciate every single one of you for being a part of uh, what I call mega conehood. The mega cones are out there, and. Um, you guys hold a very, very special place in my heart. Uh, so let's talk. All right. Um, we had a friggin' phenomenal time on this group cruise. So much so, what usually happens is we announce the other one right after that. So this is going to be, I'm calling it the Bahama Rasta uh, Redemption Tour. Okay. Uh, it's a little bit of alliteration, a little bit uh, legitimately where we're going. You know what I mean? So Bahama Rasta. So we got uh, the Coco K stop, and then we go over to the um, the Jamaica side. So it is a seven day cruise on Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas, September twenty second, twenty twenty four, and this is going to be a good one, guys. There's a bunch of reasons why I think this fits the sweet spot. In so many areas regarding a group cruise, uh, I won't get into all of them now. There'll be plenty of time to discuss it, but I'll say this: the rates are pretty good. You know, the rates were phenomenal. It's amazing. You know, the day before we announced it, the rates were like a steal. Uh, now it's still just a really good deal. But contact me if you're interested in that. Seven days, September twenty second, leaving out of is it Miami? I believe, oh, Fort Lauderdale, Miami or Fort Lauderdale, I forgot already, but it's, um, it's going to Jamaica, it's going to, so this is crazy, Labadee, 
and Coco Cay. So you're getting a chance to hit both of Royal Caribbean's private islands. You do see that. You do see it sometimes. You don't see it often. Uh, then uh, Jamaica of Falmouth, Jamaica is Royal Caribbean's port, and Grand Cayman. I really, actually, for the first time, I'm excited about Grand Cayman too, because I think that is going to be the 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 the. I think that's going to be the stop where we kind of just plan something. We're talking about possibly a resort for a day. We're talking about possibly a catamaran, um, you know, sail excursion. But I'm excited about getting the whole group together and and setting sail on one of those things. I know, I think I know what I want to do in Jamaica. And not everybody's going to take part in this, uh, but everybody is welcome to. And that is a... I guess like a shuttle out to Montego Bay and do a restaurant bar, historic bar crawl tour. You know, Montego Bay is definitely a bucket list place for me to be. I've been to Jamaica several times, have not done Montego Bay yet. And I want to do that and maybe vlog it and have some fun with it and kind of just go from place to place and enjoy. There's so many historic places and beautiful places on that strip in Montego Bay. I want to do that. And then, yeah, obviously the private islands are going to be kind of come as you are. Maybe we'll revisit that Labadee zip line, which I've done once. It's been a one and done for me, but maybe it's time to go back. Kind of want to go back. But anyway, like I said, seven day cruise. Again, where is it out of? Is it Fort Lauderdale or is it Miami? Neither here nor there. And this is the last thing I'll say about that. I see a lot of people being like, oh, you know what? I would love to go on that one, but it's not going to work for me. I have this booked or I got a good deal on this or I've, you know, said, I understand. I understand if you want to keep that sailing, but I'll say this too. There are certain things that happen in your cruising career that give you an opportunity to take what would otherwise be a normal, incredible, but normal regular cruise vacation and kind of be that you know maybe you'll save a couple hundred dollars or maybe you'll go on a to a place you haven't been or maybe it's a length a cruise length that you haven't been used to these to me are all pretty good maybe things to be excited about for your cruise saving some money going somewhere but then i think there's something where your cruise experience your cruise may cruise resume can be taken to another level where you're going to come back with lifetime lifelong memories where you're going to go out and you're going to meet people that you absolutely will stay in contact with forever and you will have uh you'll have joined into some activities that yes far exceed a couple of hundred dollars on this cabin or you know what i haven't been here but i can go you can go to this place next year or in six months but you're not sure if you i'm just saying like things like that like a theme cruise to me like some of those sixth man cruises there's just you just this i'm i'm the biggest guy when it comes to trying to save money on cruises trying to quote unquote steal a cruise but then something will come along, like I could tell you right now, this fully loaded stand-up comedy cruise, if they're doing this again, I'm going on it. I knew I should have been on it. I had the FOMO while I was watching it, but I got to get there. If there was like another good lineup for a country cruise, like-minded people 
we're all cones we're all fans of uh you know i guess this show we listen to the show i would just ask you to consider whatever you have booked whatever plans you think you have whatever obstacles are in the way from having you cancel whatever you have and join the always be booked pirates and pier runners part four of the, the the bahama rasta redemption tour i think you consider it in that light i think you consider jumping on this thing and knowing around the ship you're going to have 20 30 people that you're going to uh, already have had an established bond with you're going to do things in a group setting that you otherwise wouldn't have done there's going to be an energy there's going to be a liveliness to it but either way that's all i'll say about it just consider it tommy at alwaysbebooked.com for both emails to be a part of the show as well as if you want to join us on our bahama rasta redemption i cannot be more excited about this thing wow I think the Freedom of the Seas is the perfect ship for it too. Uh, mid to large size ship, not too confusing. Allure was a phenomenal group cruise. One of my it's like picking your kids. You can't. But, um, you know, I do think the ship was a little bit big. And I think some people in some cases may have kind of gotten uh, maybe a little bit lost. And it may be a little bit too too ambitious at certain points to try to keep up with everybody. I think this uh, this ship is going to be more along where we had the adventure of the seas but it's going to offer more than adventure of the seas but it's going to give us that intimacy that we're kind of looking for uh let me know tommy at alwaysbebooked.com let's talk about the celebration ladies and gentlemen uh what did we have? We had we had about 27, 28 people that were on this cruise. Now, there were some people that were friends of friends who weren't necessarily in the Cone family, but, you know, that didn't kind of jump around on all the activities, but that's okay. So we still really, really enjoyed it, but I will say, oh, let's just get into it. So what did I love about this cruise in general? Obviously, St. Thomas Day. St. Thomas Day is the main event for most of these cruises that I go on. If I'm going on a cruise and it's going to St. Thomas, that's going to be pretty much 9 out of 10 times. Let's go 99 out of 100 times my favorite port. And we had set up with, um, uh, what's his name? Mike Love. Mike Love was our driver. And he set us up with uh, an open-air safari taxi. And we had, I think there was about 21, 22 of us that rammed into this thing. And yes, we started out, well, first of all, we started out on the ship at 820 Biscayne. Had a couple of drinks there, waited for some people. Shout out to, uh, we had a little, t- it was funny because Leah and her boyfriend, Chris, who, you know, they, they, they were like, they came, they showed up, they were like, oh, can we get a burrito real quick? Because we want to, you know, hungry, we want to fill up before. I was like, Sure. And then Sandy was like, well, why'd you let them do that? I'm like, I can't tell. They're grownups. What am I going to do? Tell them no. No, no sorry. You, you're screwed on the burrito. Like, you know what? The first meeting place was 820 Biscayne. Then we had said we'll meet at the Tap and Still and catch up with uh, Mike Love. Shout out to Beatrix. This is great. Beatrix uh, did something that was amazing. She has a client in St. Thomas. And she was going back and forth with this client about, you know, them needing some sort of a, and her line of work is tennis supplies, tennis courts, just uh, all things maintenance and sales and facilities and maybe, I don't know, events maybe around the sport of tennis. And uh, this this is what they do. 
By the way, I'm thinking, Beatrix, no, I, I want to do a promotional group cruise at some point. We may do a tennis promotional group cruise. And Beatrix, she's already said she has no interest in doing it, but maybe, maybe we can get some help on the marketing end of it through you guys. But either way, so Beatrix has a client and the client was in need of some sort of a net. And Beatrix said, oh, it would take at least maybe two, three weeks, whether it's supply chain, delivery, whatever. It would take a while to get this net to this particular client. But then Beatrix was like, but the crazy thing is, is I'm going to be in St. Thomas in a couple of weeks and uh, or not even a couple of weeks at that point. It was less than a week or so. So then Beatrix actually loaded up a net for a client in her luggage. So I tell you that to tell you this. She was off the ship by like seven or eight o'clock in the morning meeting up with her client. But that worked out perfectly because on her way back, we're at 820 Biscayne on the ship. Beatrix can make the contact with Mike Love, who was having a safari, and we were at the tapping still. So she said, yes, he's here, all secure, ready to go. We did our march. Uh, Leah and Chris, the nick of time, came back from getting their breakfast burrito. No, they didn't hold us up at all. It was great. And then we kind of did our big, giant march over. And yes, anytime you're trying to, I guess, you know, <laughs> run around with 20 25 people it can be a little daunting to try to you know make sure everybody's where they are but listen everybody played such a tremendous role everybody's i'm 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 scared to mention names i probably will but i just didn't i don't have the list of uh, if i leave somebody out i don't want to leave anybody out but um so i won't i mean maybe i will maybe i will we'll see we'll see what that what happened with, with that but that day was phenomenal because we all marched out. It, we got a drink at the tap and still, and then we were off and running. A couple of problems with the music, which kind of threw me off. You know, guys, I'm not going to lie. And me and Beatrix were having a little tiff, as we sometimes do about this. I, I, stood, I stood strong on it, and I will continue to stay strong on it. I said, months out. I was like, there's nothing. There is nothing that really we have as far as special requests. Most of these people bring rum on board with with them too as part of the deal. And I said, we don't need the rum. We don't need it because it's a lot of times it's watered down cheap crap anyway. All we need, if there's one thing, a quality sound system. That's it. Because we'll take care of the fun. We'll take care of the vibes. We'll take care of the drinks. Bring us the, 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 the transportation vehicle and the sound system is such an important component in it because it just is it just adds to it when you're going through those hills and you're making those sharp turns and you got that buzz going and it's adventure all the way and then those little clear that's the beauty of it. It's like a surprise because you're driving up these hills and going into these mountains and then like you never know when the clearings are gonna happen. So you'll be in the brush. You know what I mean? You'll be in foliage or whatever. And then out of nowhere, boom, it opens up. And what you see are like these pictures that you just, you're not, your mind, it takes your mind a little bit of time to adjust because, you know, is this real? Am I looking at something right now that is real or is this a screensaver? Is this a postcard? No, it's real. It's right in front of you and it's moving. But then, yes, you got a couple of, you know, couple of drinks in you. Uh, if you 
if you like that type of thing. And you also have the beautiful Caribbean vibe in the music. Uh, it's a little bit of a thrill ride because you're bumping around in this thing. It's phenomenal. There was one part where uh, there's a very, very steep uh, incline. And it was a little scary because we weren't sure if we were. The, the vehicle was struggling. All that stuff is welcome. But I'm like, man, no, we got to have the music. And that's what I said to him earlier. I was like, I don't, we're not requesting anything. Just please, if there's any issues with your vehicle's sound system, please let me know beforehand. That's the only thing I'll ask for. That's the only thing request, special request, as I say that for the 11th time. And he says, no problem. I got the best sound system and the best tunes. If you want to send me a playlist, I'm like, no, I don't even want to send you a playlist. Just play the music of your island. That's it. That's all I want. He's like, no problem. Sure enough, we get into the thing, pile in, cranks the system, sounding good. The music's going. People are bouncing. Drinks are flowing. And we're yelling, waving to people. It's just a great start. We hear a pop. Sound system goes out. Yeah, exactly. So I was just like, yeah, this is not really, this is not acceptable. This is not, I don't, I don't know. It didn't sound like, I, I, truly, I mean, you can tell, I, take some, take some precautions. You know, we tipped generously. We paid in front. That was a deliberate, that was disappointing. Okay. And Beatrix's stance was, you, you can't be mad at him. This is not, and I wasn't mad at him per se, but I was like, no, this is not good. This is not acceptable. I mean, in any way, shape or form, what, why should it be? You know what I mean? Uh, yes, I understand it's an accident. Yes, I understand that he's not necessarily um, an expert in being able to be an a audio video guy and be, a, you know, he worked on it and it ended up being absolutely fine because, you know, whatever it just, it, yeah, he, he I, I've, I'm familiar with the problem. I'm not familiar with the details of the problem, but I know the base in any real deal sound system is what kind of puts the most stress on things. And when you're overloaded with bass, uh, things can heat up and then fuses pop and then, you know, whatever it is. Like it, it, blows, a, it blows a fuse, whether it's temporarily or whatever. So we got it going again. It popped again, and then we realized, okay, you got to turn the bass off and just blare nothing but shrilly treble throughout. And yes, it sal- it was it was sal- it salvaged the day. If we had to drive around that thing with no music, yeah, I would have been like, you know what, you gotta give a- you gotta work with us a little bit here. You gotta give us some money back or whatever it is, or 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 call someone. I'm just saying, have your sound system in check. It's an investment. You call it a capital expense. You know, maybe, I mean, I'm sure the next people that get in that thing are not going to want to drive around with just treble. So maybe when you know that it's time because you have a system that might be a little bit iffy, take some precautions. Dare I say, spend a couple of hundred dollars on a new speaker. That's all they cost. Less than 500 bucks. Spend it on a new speaker. It's an investment. You got to put it back. But yeah, I was disappointed in that for a little while. But under no circumstances was I was I going to let it. I mean, if I had to, you know, I'll 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 throw the fit. You know what I mean? And Beatrix and me were talking while I was throwing the fit, and I'll throw the fit. And I think the fit was justified. The little mini fit. I didn't even say anything to him. I 
I didn't even say like you know this is not accepted. I didn't I didn't I didn't disrespect it. I didn't say anything. I didn't even approach him. I was like, let me just stay in my pocket here, but I'm gonna freaking be a little pissed for a minute, and I was, but that passed. You know what I mean? Even if there was no music to return, I would not have let it ruin my day. You're not ruining my St. Thomas day, that's for sure. But yes, there was a little incident when we got to the first observatory point where I absolutely said, no, this is not acceptable. And then Beatrix's rebuttal to me was, yeah, I hope you get the worst customers. When you go back to the restaurant, I hope you get... Okay, I expect that if I don't bring them the damn food, if I don't give them the food, which is the reason they're here... Yes, I I should get yelled at. But either way, it worked out fine. The music ended up happening. It was fine, whatever. Spent more time on the music and spent more time on the St. Thomas uh, front end of this crawl than I thought I would. So uh, let me expedite this a little bit. But we hit all the great spots, the mountaintop, everything. We ended up at Paradise Point and ended up back on the ship. And we weren't really that late. There was no peer running to be to be had here on this cruise everything was fine i definitely know we were on the later side of people to get back on the ship but it was uh it was a great day it was a great 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 day i absolutely um crushed a couple of banana daiquiris while i was up top uh, on the mountaintop see the thing is is like you know that bar has just it's just changed a lot you know it used to be just that mountaintop when i first went up there for the first time it was just quiet music it was a bar up there of course it was a legendary gift shop but it wasn't necessarily overrun uh i i i think the bartender at the time when we got up there the first time was doing a a crossword puzzle and had all the time in the world to come out on the deck and take a picture now it's like they don't even have a bar set up anymore they have a stand set up so like you don't go up to the bar you don't belly up to the bar you you um you stand in line in a por- por- partitioned off area and you wait till you get to the front. But that's fine. It was great. And then we uh, made our way back. Uh, the ship itself, guys, the ship is a great freaking ship. The carnival is always going to deliver with the comedy. The carnival is always going to, to deliver with the complimentary grab and go food. Uh, we didn't get a chance to do the roller coaster. I hadn't signed up, but a few people had. And again, the roller coaster thing, here's uh, just a pro tip on this. And this is just anything that is of high demand on a cruise ship, any line, across any line, and is somewhat affected by the weather or can be affected by the weather. What am I thinking? I'm thinking the um, North Star on Royal Caribbean's uh, Quantum class ships. I'm thinking any of maybe the dive shows that happen on Royal Caribbean's Oasis class ships, uh, the roller coaster, the sky ride, some of the ropes courses on like, the elaborate ropes courses that are on Norwegian, um, ice skating shows on Royal Caribbean ships across the fleet. Uh, what you're going to want to do is do that early in the sailing. You got to do it early in the sailing because if you decide that on day seven is the day you're going to do it, there's a, a significant chance that the winds may not be right on that day, especially on a sea day, you know, on a sea day. Sometimes because they're, they're pushing that 22, 23 knots, you know, on a, a port day, sometimes you're only going from, you know, St. Thomas to San Juan, you know, 
and the, they may only be doing 10 to 12 knots. That might not create as much wind. So my point is, is that if you book it early in the cruise, you got the chance. You, if, if it's canceled early in the cruise, you have six or seven days to make it up, you know, and it's something it's kind of put in your mind that, oh, OK, this can happen. I better take my opportunity. The chances and, and, you know, law of averages, if it gets canceled the first day and the second day, maybe there's probably a good chance it's going to be fine by the seventh day. Just by law of averages, it's probably not going to be shut down the entire cruise. They don't want to do that. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, circumstances are what they are. So sometimes it might happen. But, uh, you know, didn't get a chance to do that. I will say, again, the ship in general, there's I don't have a problem with the flow of the ship at all i really don't i think the ship is set up nicely it's not traditional you know what i mean you know for instance guest services is something you're used to seeing the minute you get on a cruise ship and it's in that atrium guest services is on deck eight near summer landing in a very noisy loud part of the ship uh kind of geared more towards aft you know so that's something that you know is just unique the comedy club the piano bar um, the gym, the spa, they're all in a certain section of the ship. You have a place called Summer Landing, which is an interesting place. I, I always describe this place. It's like the, um, the, the, the Flavor Town Bar. It's, got a, it's a very, very large area with a very low ceiling. It's an area that is very unique to cruising. You don't typically see this type of area, just a big, wide open kind of beer hall type of a scenario with sports being played, music played, and it's a very loud and noisy room. Uh, people like to watch sports there. That's where the barbecue is. That's where, um, you know, the, the Flavortown Bar is, as I mentioned. They do the brew tours back there. They have the Heroes Bar back there, which is almost like an extension of that room. So the Heroes Bar obviously pays homage to our veterans. And it's kind of like an extension. It's almost like the lines are blurred to where that beer hall at Flavortown starts and the, um, you know, the... Um, the, the Heroes Bar begins. It's separated by a little Segway hallway. There's also a fun shop there that is strictly geared towards hardcore core red, white, and blue carnival stuff, which kind of, I guess, kind of appropriate because it's right near the Heroes Bar, and that makes sense, and then guest services right out there. Then you also have the taps and the, 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 um, the, 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 what do you call it? The, where you brew the beer, you know, all the place. But then it, outside of it, it's crazy because it's one of the more peaceful places on the ship directly if you continue on aft. Uh, the summer landing, um, uh, the, the, the pool, the bar, it's beautiful back there. Uh, interesting part of the ship, you know, Carnival always had the alchemy bar. You know, Carnival, it's the, the evolution has been the martini bar. You know, eight, ten years ago, if you, ten years ago, so if you wanted to get a craft cocktail, quote unquote, the fanciest they got was the martini bar on carnival ships and then they came out with the alchemy bar and the alchemy bar was kind of like carnival responding to the craze of like you know fancy cocktails and fancy drinks and then that was the standard the gold standard you go to the alchemy bar and i was always like a little i was a little turned off by it because of the fact that it was kind of like Sometimes the drinks would take a long time to make, and sometimes the bartenders, like a lot of craft craft cocktail bars, would be a little, uh, sometimes they would have a little edge to them because, you know, they felt they were alchemists. They were no longer 
bartenders. They weren't even mixologists. They were alchemists. And they would, I don't know if the, the, the lab coats that they would wear would go to their head. But they were like, you know what? I'm making the perfect cocktail here. You're going to wait a little while. But the further evolution, and now we're talking about, you know, the, 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 well, the evolution happened, I believe, at Flavortown on the Vista class. Because the Flavortown bar on the Vista class, on the horizon that I went on, they started experimenting with a lot of craft cocktails as well. You had, you know, smoked old fashions and other types of, uh, I guess, well thought out cocktails that would kind of rival the Alchemy Bar. And that first happened on the Vista class. Now you have the Excel class, which almost takes the Alchemy Bar and puts it back into the traditional bar category because of how far they've gone with the Golden Jubilee which is one bar that's phenomenal, and Latitude's Bar. I mean, they're taking cocktail making to the next level at these places. Even a little bit at 820 Biscayne. 820 Biscayne isn't anything too crazy, but I'm talking specifically if you want fancy, fancy fancy-ass, new-age cocktails, you had Latitude's and some of the newest and most cutting-edge things that are happening in mixology are happening at Latitudes and the Golden Jubilee Bar. And then the Alchemy Bar, which is on Deck 7, to me, that so you have the Latitudes Bar and Golden Jubilee midship on Deck 6. Right above that, you'll have the Alchemy Bar. And the Alchemy Bar is almost like more of a personality bar now. More of an old school pub. More of like you go there because most people go to the Alchemy Bar. The Alchemy Bar is like freaking Aruba. If if the Alchemy Bar was a cruise port, it would be Aruba because you notice that people that go to the Alchemy Bar, they go for the bartenders just as much. And there's like a bond that gets created and they kind of seem to have a really good love affair with each other. And they, they're by the end of the cruise, they know each other's names back and forth. They're just, it's just a tight, tight, tight crew. But then one midship, one level up is the 820 Biscayne bar. But then you uh, all the, go all the way back and you have the Flavortown bar. So if you're a drinker, if you're a grab and go eater, there's so much to enjoy on this ship. Guys, I did it again with Shaq's Chicken. Again, it's phenomenal. Certain people say it's maybe overrated. It's just not. It's just really, really freaking good. It's a whatever recipe they have that they batter that chicken with, it holds very well. The pizza is the best. Maybe MSC is better with the pizza that I've had. But other than that, this is a very, very good pizza option. The crust has some bite. It's got some char. It's got three or four different options. And yes, you know what? I'm not saying that uh, not Giovanni's um, Sorrento's on Royal Caribbean is not good because it's pizza. Of course, it's good. But, you know, you get basically got a stack. They're floppy. They're, you know, the flavor's there with Sorrento's, but they're floppy, they're insignificant, they're small, you know, you you got to eat three or four Sorrento's. Well, man, no, you got to eat two or three Sorrento's to be able to match the satisfaction you're going to get uh, from, well, you're not going to match the satisfaction because there's more options on Carnival's um, uh, pizza, Miami Slice, it's called. And then you have the, um, the, the deli, 
the sandwich shop. I mean, Shaq's Chicken, the sandwich shop, the street food, the um, the 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 blue iguana tacos and burritos. The it's it's just too it's just the the. I mean, and I had Guy's Burger too. Guy's Burger did not disappoint. Did it crush? No, it didn't really kind of hit in the way Shaq's Chicken hit. And you know, you always judge people, judge things by expectations. You know, you stand in an hour and a half line for a guy. I did not. I walked off that line. I saw it, but there were people waiting forever for some Guy's Burger. And then uh, it was good. So one thing I'll see. Let's 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 talk about some stuff here. So the Serenity Deck was phenomenal. Serenity Deck was a great escape because, you know, I will say for a ship that was overrun. Again, if we're going to get into some of the negative, there was uh, this ship had a very, very crowded feel to it. When you were inside, when you were outside, not so bad. I think it really, really helps that they have so many pools and so many areas. You have the two aft pools, one on deck eight um, and one on deck 12. And that dis- and you have the, the Serenity up front, which is... The best serenity I've seen because you do have the quiet, borderline silent side of serenity, but then you have the pool area with serenity where you didn't. People weren't so uptight about being absolutely silent like it's the Long Island Railroad on, on rush hour. It's crazy. You get like there's like a there's like a a, a a dean, a hall monitor running around Long Island Railroad if you're trying Everybody's got to be quiet. These New Yorkers do not play when it comes to, if you get a phone call, you get 19 eyeballs immediately staring at you. Yeah, make it quick, pal. Make it quick. They basically turned everything into like a business class, whatever. But, um, you know, it's not that pretentious on Serenity anymore. Uh, It was great. It was great. The whole thing was great as far as being able to get some space if you're a sunbather. Or if you want, you know, dip in the pool, great, great ship for that. Again, like I said, hardware, state of the art. Uh, So much to do. So much to to do on this cruise ship. The negatives were, you know, guys, I've never on a cruise in my life decided on where I was going to go or made decisions on what I was going to do based on elevator traffic. And yes, I know, shout out to Doug Parker. He has no problem using the stairs. And I'll use the stairs, five, six floors. But when you're talking about being on, you know, well, five, six floors is a lot. (laughs) When you're talking about being on deck six and you're thinking about going to the Lido deck, you look at the time and you see what time it is and you see that, you know, well, you know what? Maybe I won't go to the Lido deck. Maybe I'll go to deck, um, maybe I'll go to deck eight. Because I know I'm going to have to either run up the stairs. And honestly, it was a hot cruise ship. If you're in your stateroom, you're fine. But if you're in, you know, the hallway areas, it was kind of hot. So you're running upstairs and it's hot. And you know what? Let me just stay on deck deck six. Let me just stay on deck seven or eight. You know, I never had that thought in my life on any cruise ship about where I was going to go and basing it on what the elevators were going to be like, because you stand there and no matter what you're going to, you're going to wait because 
even if, you know, the elevators took a while. So let's just say you showed up quickly and you were the first one standing in the elevator, you know, near the elevator lobby. Uh, there was going to be enough of a significant time lapse to where you were going to get an elevator to where another 11, 12, 14, 26 people would be in that lobby with you. And then at that point, it's a race for time or it's just about where you're spaced. Because if you happen to be standing in the place where the elevator is going to open, you're in good shape, but you're not in good shape because then you got to get in. And yes, I again, going back to Doug, I feel him a little bit with the whole elevator, you know, the, this is the last thing you want, guys. That's the last thing any of us wants, especially on a sea day. <laughs> if you're if you're in the middle of the ocean and then there's a power issue and the elevator closes because I'm telling you, anybody who is on these elevators can, can agree with me and people who cruise probably across the board. If you get on the elevator late night and you're by yourself, boom, hit the button, go right up. When these people start pouring in, and then the thing closes and everybody makes the nervous joke about, oh, I think we got, I think we're full, right? Yeah, I think it's full. And then the elevator tries to go up and it kind of like stalls out, almost like you're in an open air, open air safari on an incline on St. Thomas. It makes it, it eventually gets the momentum and gets going. But there is a split second where it feels like, oof, I don't know. This elevator is like, come on, man. I don't know if I could take this many people. And I, I just, I don't want to be dealing with that. That's the last scenario you're going to want. There's very few scenarios on this planet. I want less than being in a freaking crowded elevator stuck at sea that can't move somewhere. And elevators do get stuck. I They got stuck on that, on that ship. They were repaired quickly, no harm, no foul. But, uh, yeah, I... So, yes, I absolutely did consider. Now, I didn't say sometimes I just went anyway, you know. I didn't say I always just wouldn't go based on elevated traffic. But the, I'm just saying I considered it at some points. And I had never really done that on cruise ships, even the first time on Celebration. Um, we had we had what I, ha- what I would call, in, without a doubt, the worst main dining room experience I've ever had in my life. It was my one and done time in the main dining room. And I also feel like you just don't need to. People just don't like the buffet. They, I don't know if it's just the status thing. People, just, What is wrong with a buffet? You're telling me that the main dining room food, again, I don't think it's bad. Uh, it was this night, but uh, I don't think it's bad. But in general, like, is the main dining room some level of cuisine that you have to enjoy? Rather than being able to grab your food, spend 15 minutes eating it, 10 minutes eating it, and getting the hell on to the next thing. I don't I don't get it. The buffet is fine. Especially compared to what is, let's just call it what it is. It's average to good main dining room food. But on this particular night, we had our hose, our gangster party. We did a uh, Roaring Twenties uh, gangster prohibition party titanic whatever you want to call it party and everybody dressed up everybody looked great we had the pictures going and it was phenomenal but um we had a huge table and i know that in the restaurant business huge tables can cause some issues and uh they told me that it shouldn't have because the other day they had a pretty big because i didn't go to the main dining room every night but a 
service was beyond slow from the start when it comes to waters. People were just dying of thirst <laughs> because they just weren't getting any waters. The food came out. It was car wreck bad. Uh, looked like crap. Tasted like crap. Um, like I got this gazpacho, uh, avocado, celery soup or whatever it was. Uh, it just literally tasted like it was um, like a juicer. It was like, like if you went to the juice bar. And just squeezed out the, you know, kale, whatever the greens, the green juice is, whatever they put in there. Kale, celery, whatever. It was just, it just tasted like a juice. It was horrible. And then um, I got the chicken, which was supposed to be like a half chicken type of thing, but it was like looked like it was shredded. It looked like it was put together very put together very shoddily. And guys. They can't even. They couldn't even get the chocolate melting cake right. Chocolate melting cake was soup was was wet soup. Just complete. It was a disaster. And I heard it was like that the whole week. So that was bad. So I'll isolate that main dining room experience. I'll compartmentalize it and say, yeah, I didn't go back to the main dining room. We did do other restaurants. The sushi experience was phenomenal. Now they have an interactive middle of the afternoon sushi experience where, of course, it's an a la carte thing. But then they make you dance. They do this interactive thing where they play uh, Domo Oregato, Mr. Rabato. Oh, no, 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 not, not that. Oh, I'm sorry. They played Turning Japanese, <laughs> which I don't know. It's Japanese people doing it, so it's not racist. But it feels a little weird dancing around a sushi restaurant to uh, Turning Japanese. It just it felt a little weird, but it was fun. It sure was fun. We They taught us a little dance. And yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know me and Beatrix would be in the mid- middle of a uh, the Banzai Sushi restaurant doing a turning Japanese dance. But here we were. But the sushi was phenomenal. I meant to go back. I didn't. Guys, you know how I feel about emeralds. Emeralds to me is the crown jewel deal on the ship. You get it's a four pay restaurant. But when I thought emeralds initially, I always thought it was like, okay, just a it's emerald. So of course you're going to put seats in full service. It's going to be, you know, maybe pricing on par with the steakhouse, you know, via the name brand or whatever. But no, this is a fast casual experience. This is a grab and go, not grab and go, but you basically go up, you place your order off the at the counter and they give you a number and you bring the number to your table and then they find you. But when you're talking about the muffaletta sandwich. You're talking about the various types of po' boy sandwiches you got. You're talking about the jambalaya. You're talking about the bernays. You're talking about the, um, the, the the red beans and rice. And the red beans and rice is the best deal. Because it costs you $3, guys. $3. And red beans and rice is not just red beans and rice. It's little you know pieces of sausage in there. And the portion was large. Everything was good. I probably did it three times. I even did a breakfast sandwich there. The breakfast sandwich was friggin' phenomenal. I did that on St. Thomas Day. Um, I did it earlier. I was a, I was a little bit late on St. Thomas Day. I was I was pressed for time too because I did do the gym. Um, the gym's small too. I gotta say that the gym is small for a cruise ship that size. It's a little bit tight. Um, I want to try to mix the good and the bad. You know. Uh, the Java Cafe is not the same experience that it was the first time I went on. And remember, I was very, very fond of this ship. 
based on being on the third sailing. Third sailing, you could argue, is a pretty good sweet spot because all the stuff that they're really trying to wow you with, the stuff that they're trying to come forward with as far as being like a really good experience and trying to say, hey, listen, this is our newest ship. Let's really kind of put our best foot forward is mixed with also the fact that you're three or four sailings in, so they did work out some of the major kinks. You know, they say maybe the first sailing's a little too early, so give yourself some time. But I was like, I was I was super, super happy with that first one. Um, now, the Java Cafe was, when I first went on it, it was fully uh, staffed. And uh, all the time, they were having food and desserts, even like cheesesteak sandwiches. I mean, yeah, you could argue that it was too much. Like Carnival, how much free food are you going to freaking give us? We're not worthy of this. But I could say even just on the coffee side, you, just, you always, if, if during most of the time you were standing in a long line. You were standing in a long line. It's just what it was. I remember the first time I got on the ship, this was annoying as hell. Just picture, and again, you have to kind of, I guess, pack your patience. And this is what I had to do. So I just get on the ship. Let me go get this coffee first. I go down to get the coffee. I'm waiting behind six people on the line. There's one staff member that's helping everybody. And the six people that I'm waiting on line behind are all carnival employees. Laughing, having fun, joking, uh, in no rush. Uh, taking their time with the order, changing their order, laughing about the fact that they don't know what they want. and I'm watching the carnival, uh, the, um, the, Java, the Java Cafe person just waiting patiently to take the order. So then I wait, wait it out, 15 minutes or whatever. Finally, okay, now the guest can get their coffee. Okay, great. Put in my order. They make it. She runs my card. And doesn't hand it to me because she said that I didn't do the muster yet. She wouldn't hand me the coffee that I had already ordered, that she had already made, that I had already waited for. So I was like, okay, Tommy, calm down. <laughs> Go do the muster, come back and get your coffee and calm down. So I had to do that for myself. I had to chill and relax and this and that and make sure that... uh um. I tempered my emotions there, but that was that. Um, I'll say overall, in general, the staff on this cruise ship, of course, you had your ones that overperformed and went above and beyond. I will say on this ship, Carnival, and it might be a labor shortage issue, so they have to take what they can get. I'm sorry to say it. Staff was not in any way shape or form in uh, any way shape or form inclined to bend over backwards for you you know they they were i mean we were told in several occasion, occasions i was told how hard they were worked i was told that i'm sorry that you had to wait for your drink for 20 minutes because i should have been off 2 hours ago and i shouldn't even be making your drink right now i should be back in my cabin cuz i got to be up at 6 in the morning i don't say that they're wrong I don't say that Carnival's right for doing that, but you don't necessarily, this is not what you, you're here for, to hear these, you know, another uh, another uh, lady uh, bartender said that, you know, 
at 8.20, she's like, yeah, you can get coffee here, but, you know, don't tell anybody. I don't like making it. Every day at Java Kevin, by the end of the day, by the, I, every day at Java Blue, I had to wait. And then I would get there, and then she would smile at me. Not because she was happy to have me as a customer because of my sparkling ch- personality or dashing good looks or anything like that. She said, you are my favorite customer. Cold brew black. Everybody else is a pain in the neck. Because she's got to make... So it's just a, a, a disenfranchised staff. It was as a whole, I will say. You know, we were told this is how it is on many occasions and uh, deal with it, you know. Across the board, the, the staff was a little bit... Um, I don't know. A little bit a little bit lackluster. Highlights, what else? One of my highlights, shout out to Sandy. Uh, she stood uh, and hung out with me on a gambling run, Blackjack. Now, uh, gone are the days where I'm going to sit there and, uh, you know, dump thousands of dollars in, on the Blackjack table. Those are, those are, those, that was a, di- a different, more simpler time. Now it's more like hundreds. So I did buy in for 300. And again, Obviously, you want to make money when you're gambling. But it's so much more satisfying when you're at a table that's hot with a bunch of people who you don't know who all of a sudden you're best friends with because you're just crushing the dealer. And that's all it is when it comes to blackjack. I've said it before. I was saying it on the Patreon. You know, that's all it is. It's If the dealer's hot, you're screwed. And the way to handle that is to just bet the minimum, bet the minimum, bet the minimum, bet the minimum. Then what happens is the tides turn. The right people sit down, the right energy starts to transfer, and the dealer gets cold. When the dealer's cold, you can make mistakes. You cannot play by the book. You can do all that stuff. I don't know. Blackjack people out there, let me know your blackjack experience. Tell me what you think. Like, how much is it of how good you're playing, how well you're playing, I should say, versus, honestly, it's about the dealer. What's going on with the dealer? I, I think that's what it is. But either way, we had this was one of my favorite times on the cruise, one of my favorite two-hour stints on the cruise where it was just high fives were going left and right, you know, chance of too many as the black uh, blackjack dealer put down their final card were, ab- were abound. And we all uh, had a great time making money as we got up and stumbled our way over to the the, 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 the cash window, all collecting various amounts of money because we closed it down. We played up until the very last call. And uh, what did I make? I put it, I think I bought in for 300, probably left with like 800 or, or something like that. So it wasn't like some crazy huge win, maybe 500 bucks, but it was fun. That was the most important part of it, that it was fun. Um, what else? So St. Thomas Day, the gambling day. San Juan was pretty chill. Um, Beatrix and I walked around and uh, went to the forts. We went uh, to, you know, just walked up and down the city. Nothing crazy. Didn't do anything crazy. Then saw Suja and Dana and then made our way back to the ship. So San Juan again, I have to say. Got to start coming up with something different to do in San Juan because that is the MO. It really is a phenomenal walking city. Check out the bars. Check out. I'm going to tell you something. That's what I'm going to do next time. If I'm ever back in San Juan, I talked about wanting to lead an excursion for my group. That's what I want to do and kind of like make it an actual worthwhile, fulfilling excursion. 
that's what's going to happen next time. We're in San Juan, and if it's on a group cruise, I am going to do a walking tour of San Juan. I'm going to be fully researched, and I'm going to lead a tour. That's what I'm going to do. This is a bar. This is when it opened. This is a restaurant. This is when it opened. And I'm going to make my own little tour, and uh, it'll be free, complimentary. You know, I won't I won't charge for it. But that's what I want to do because I want because I go to these buildings so often, walk into these establishments so often, and so many of them, so, so many of them have such like really rich character to them. You know, I don't want to go to the church and go to the pigeon place and go to the umbrella place. Everybody knows about those places. I want to go to some of these establishments and find out their story because they do. They really have so much character. And I want to kind of, I guess, hopefully make that translate to 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 a lot of you guys. Uh, if you come on that tour, my tour, my complimentary tour, um, Dominican Republic, I did absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Chilled out, relaxed. You know, it was funny. I also gambled on the slots and I won probably about three or $400 on the slots early. I put that all back. I think I put that all back, uh, but I did initially win a couple of hundred dollars in slots. And we'll talk about the rest of St. Thomas now, which was a typical Tommy Casabona disaster. Okay. So we get pretty much mostly through. A lot of the bar crawl, uh, of the mountaintop crawl. He's going to leave us in Cokie Beach for a little while to do like a little swim or whatever, sunbathe and swim. For me, I can't help but notice that there's jet skis around the corner. And so there's two bodies of water. There's like a cove that kind of extends out into the Caribbean. But then on the other side, it's like almost like a lake. But that lake also leads into that cove that leads into, but it's on the other side of the street. So you have to kind of go around a lot of brush to get to it, but not on land. You just cross the street and you're there. If that makes any sense as a mental picture in your mind, probably not. But I see the uh, now at this point, yes, there's been some drinks. Of course, it's St. Thomas Day, guys. Started out 820 Biscayne at 930 in the morning. Then we ended up at tap and still and then every bar that you could freaking think of on the way now we're at Koki beach and now i'm gonna get a jet ski um maybe not the most responsible thing uh, but here we are i think there's a lot of margin for error i am not a psychopath i'm not a renegade on the jet ski i don't try to do crazy jumps but you're dealing with a giant body of water and uh plenty of like i said margin and room for error now, these jet skis, they were very responsive. And yes, I maybe that's not the best thing that I should be having at this point right now. But I get on the jet ski, sit down, put the life preserver on, and there's another couple that's riding together with me. And then there's one girl who I don't think she had ever been on a jet ski before. So three jet skis total going out. He's given us our instructions. And... I'm taking them in, listening attentively. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, this is going a while now. No pausing. We're over an hour now. Uh, so he, he he guides us out, and I ask him, hey, my compartment's locked. And he goes, yes, your compartment stays locked. I'm like, what the hell's the deal with that? He's like, yeah, because we don't encourage bringing uh, wallets and cell phones and other distractions out. 
I'm like, why didn't you tell me that before we got on the freaking jet ski and I already paid you? Because now I got this. So I had a really super tight um, a, a vest on, a life vest on. So I just, I pulled it tighter to where it was like really tight. And then I sl- rammed the phone and kind of had it suspended in there. So my phone was in there. It wasn't going anywhere. No problem. Whatever. Take some jet ski runs, ride around a little bit, doing our thing, having fun. Uh, I get into the big cove, did a couple of laps back and forth across the beach. You might have seen it on Instagram. You know, you see me out there just zipping back and forth. Shout out to the cruising diva for uh, getting the shots. Um, And then uh, I don't know what happened. Maybe a sharp turn. Maybe a turn that was sharper than it should have been. Here was the problem. The error in judgment was you can make like sharp turns here and there, but you have to be seated. I was trying to stand up a lot, as I sometimes do with the jet ski, but it was just such a smooth, like it was such a very like, you got a chance to open up a little bit. And I decided to turn while standing. There was my problem. And honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm kind of realizing this right now. <laughs> so your boy ended up in the drink. Little sharp turn, fall. Now I'm in the freaking water. Swimming, no problem. And what was adorable and so sweet was the one girl who wasn't with the couple. She was a little apprehensive on her jet ski. And uh, she came back. She found me. She pulled up on me to check on me. But I could tell she was kind of like a shy person. Because she didn't really know what to say. So what she did say, these are the words she chose when she pulled up next to me as I'm flopping around in the water with my jet ski probably 30 yards away from me. She said, did you fall in? (laughs) Did you fall in? I said, yes. Yes, I fell in. Super perceptive of you. Um, But then, yeah, she was nice. She's like, oh, my gosh, you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Swam over back to the jet ski. Continued to ride. And then it dawned on me that my phone was in my life jacket and the phone didn't make it. So the phone did not make it. And here we're now coming to the reason why I no longer work at ITA on Long Island. This was where, this was the beginning of the issue that led to me not working at the job that I had just started four weeks prior after living in a commune in a murder home slash Airbnb. And if you're confused right now, yes, dot com slash always be booked $8 a month. You'll get that story and many, many more if you're into that type of thing. But um, yeah, so I made my way back and I also lost my hat and I also lost one, I repeat, one flip-flop. Went back, I was like, I'm getting this hat because I saw the hat still floating and it was became like a moral thing. It came like a moral victory. You lost your phone, you lost the one flip-flop, you're getting the freaking hat. It took me a few times to be able to pull up alongside and be able to grab the hat because it was you know flowing with the current and on the verge of sinking but i did get the hat and uh went back in it was time went back in and yes i had a little hostile exchange with the gentleman saying you know you really should have 
told us to leave our belongings on land before we're already out here and you know i didn't want to you know give it to anybody so my wallet my phone everything was on me while it was fine everything was good but there we were i stumbled back across the street with one shoe soaking wet and no phone and uh yes had to buy flip-flops and that was a mess but again it was a story and i tell you that to tell you this the money that was in my wallet was still there and at that point it was probably a good six seven hundred dollars in hundred dollar bills now afterwards we get back on the ship after the sky ride after everything having fun and uh we go to the aft pool now this is going to be pure cruise bliss day and this was a phenomenal pure cruise bliss day it was so nice out there really really nice but yeah I was at I I was in I was I was in a zone. Definitely several drinks in, definitely floating around. That's when my money started to fall out of my pocket. And I mean th- this was I mean shout out to the heavens to Michelle because she found the money at the bottom and started bringing it to me. I don't know if it was 2 or 300, I don't know how many 100 dollar bills she found. But she was finding them on the floor, and as I'm laying, and you may have seen pictures of this, laying on the dry part of the pool, you know, where the kind of like the landing area is, she is just returning hundreds of dollars of bills to me. <laughs> bless, bless her. Oh, it was so nice. Uh, Michelle and Dan, they were awesome. I had a great time with Alana and Josh. Alana was great to sit next to on the... Um, on the on the on the on the, on the, the, the what were we the open air safari the mountaintop crawl because she was just fun shout out to alana's thermos okay that's all i'll say with that let's leave it there with that but that thermos she had a coffee thermos and that thermos is phenomenal and she stood by and was ready to spring into action with the speaker with a bluetooth speaker if this guy couldn't get the music back on what a what a freaking great thing, Leah and Chris. Shout out to Chris. Chris, you know, Chris. Leah was phenomenal as always, but Chris was just a different level um, because you know, talking about he just has a, a he has some stories. Let's let's call it that. Let's call it this. I wasn't the craziest guy on the uh, in the group. We had a guy who was a little crazier. Shout out to Chris, staying rocked up, all that, all that stuff. Um, always Sandy crushes it as sort of like the house mom. She crushes it, the first lady, whatever. It was so great to have Beatrix on board. Uh, Kay did a lot of family time with her uh, on the cruise, and that was totally expected and understandable. But the times we had uh, in the room, Kay was my roomie, so we would kind of catch up at the end of every day and start the day together and then sometimes yeah we did some stuff shout out to um sandy for organizing the pajama party which was phenomenal shout out to carol carol is always great carol had a couple of carol chose her battles a couple of times you know she didn't necessarily go all out as much as she did on the pirates and pier runners 2 cruise but she made her spots count couple of nights at the piano bar couple of nights at dinner couple of here and there carol uh was battling a little bit she was under the weather a little bit but that that type of thing happens you know suja and dana was so great to reconnect with them 
phenomenal because of the fact that you know they were always it was always they were always kind of doing their thing and they were always down to hang out we caught up with them at emeralds a couple of times we caught them up with them at saint uh saint 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 uh, i'm sorry san juan uh you know uh, we 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 enjoyed the main dining room with them that one night they had their own table so i think their service was a lot better than ours but uh dana had a couple of uh dana was compromised at the early part of this trip but he bounced back like a champ i think yeah there was like a a, a achilles issue but he but he shook that off like within a day and uh yeah we had one time where at emeralds we had a really nice kind of talk with suja and dana it was so good to have the cruising diva back the cruising diva she's a little bit of an enigma she'll do her own thing a lot of times she'll be tough to kind of like nail down but she'll be around but then she won't be around she'll be around but she won't be around um i checked in with her a few times and she was always receptive to join the group but at the same time i I know she likes to solo cruise, so I didn't want to kind of bog her down. Shout out to shout out to the cruising diva for joining us. Big Joe and his crew. Don't have to mention his crew because they don't they won't hear this. <laughs> but Joe was phenomenal because Joe was uh, a good guy to talk to just in general about cruising. If you're a cruise nerd and you want to kind of find a fellow cruise nerd to kind of sit around, maybe have some coffee and talk to, and uh, you know. These people, you know, these people love bingo. I, I never did a bit. I, I think I did bingo on my first ever cruise. And then I was like, I'm not buying those cards anymore. I'm just, I, I, you know, you lose too many in a row and you're like, I'm just not giving them money for them. I'm not donating money for these cards anymore. It just is what it is. But Joe was great. We talked real, some hardcore cruising and congratulations to Joe on his cruising journey and his uh, travel agency journey and everything that he's doing. Sounds like he's doing phenomenal. And, uh, you know, we knew each other virtually, but it was uh, very, very nice to get to know each other in person. Uh, Lisa was awesome to cruise with. Always fun. Um, Lisa has a friend. Uh, what was her name? But she does. She, I didn't see her that much. Lisa's friend. And I don't think she listens to the show. Big shout out to the Fuji. And I say Fuji like in the rap group, the Fugees, because they're short for a group named the Refugees. Uh, and uh, we had Tess. Tess was a, a ship show legend. Tess. Uh, we had John booked. We had Wanda Chiquita Benita booked. Um, and I think that was it from the ship show. Tony was maybe going to join us, but... Um, that fell short, but Tess stuck it out. Tess stayed with us, and she was fun to cruise with, fun to talk to, fun to drink with, and everything. We had a couple of nice fun times at the Serenity Bar, uh, the Serenity Pool with Tess. It was great. Um, you know, obviously, Beatrix, as I've mentioned before, just, just a good time. And uh, Dan and Michelle, you know... Dan and Michelle booked uh, based on the fact that they uh, had to switch one of their dates and this new date didn't work out for them. So then they switched it up and it just happened to fall on, on the group cruise. And that worked out phenomenal for us because they brought a lot to the table and a good time. And then obviously, like as I mentioned, Josh was fun and um, Alana, um, I think we're getting kind of close to pretty much 
everybody. Sandy, I mentioned. Uh, Beatrix, we mentioned. Did we miss anybody? I mean, there were other people, but like I said, not necessarily uh, Cone-esque. We just, and then the, 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 the slumber party was fun. The, um, see, the nightclub was rough because the nightclub, Carnival just always used to do such a good job with the layout of the nightclub. And the nightclub was enjoyable last time because maybe the ship wasn't as overrun. But on a crowded ship, this nightclub experience was just not good. It was too hot. They usually, no, prior to the Vista class, this crap started on the Vista class when they started making the Limelight uh, Lounge, the nightclub. The Limelight Lounge was supposed to be just, I think, the comedy club on the Excel class, if I'm not mistaken. And they would, or, the, or they would turn, that would be the punchliner. That would be the all-purpose room. Punchliner, uh, karaoke sometimes, whatever else they did. But it just, it just doesn't really work as well as Carnival's previous nightclubs, uh, Dream Class and older. And, uh, you know, we went the first night. It was fun. Second night, we tried to go, and it was just too jam-packed. And it's weird because just the layout is weird. There's so much more seating than there is dance floor. You feel like, you know, if you're not on the if you're on the dance floor, which I have no business being on, but I was, you just feel like you're uh, there's an audience just staring at you the whole time. And then during the bar at the bar area, there's these giant bulb lights that like they make it very visible, which is good, but that's not necessarily what a nightclub is, you know. So the nightclub was tough. Um, yeah, there was a lot. Of, I mean, again, one of my favorite and best cruises ever. A lot to be desired with the ship itself and the experience itself. But as a whole, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And uh, I think we took some notes. I think I'll continue this discussion when I get back together with Ryan and we start, you know, we'll talk about the Bahama Paradise too. We'll do that. Um, and then I'll kind of remember six things today that I didn't bring up to you in this recap that uh, I will want to. Oh, uh, Cucina del Capitan. Great, great food. Great, great service. Absolutely loved it. I didn't do Chibang this time. But again, we've said a lot, perhaps too much. Thank you guys so much for listening. You're the best. Boat drinks cones. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away. I love your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves you Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Well, all right, the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away 
I love your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down Down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round Sunshine ten ladies and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leads from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from So get away to where the boat leads from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away to where the boat leads from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from